Episode 183, indicating that you are on the right path to achieving your goals and fulfilling your life purposes. Hey! Hey. Got that one. Got it. One take. Nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. No, 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 That's a new one. That's a new one. Yeah, we live raw out here in unspoken words. Even raw. How do you like your kidneys? Raw, raw, raw. Raw, raw, raw. How do you like your kidneys? Kidneys. Hey, what's up? This is Unspoken Words, episode 184. We're in the house. Our JC and Randy are in the house. Uh, I'm all the way over here in Colorado Springs. But we're going to do some introductions in the house, you know, all the way from L. Jesus, number 83, in the place to be. He ain't even trying to preach. It's the pod God, Randy B. Say mahalo. Mahalo, and it's episode 184. I'm sorry, guys, I just caught that. Yeah, my intro was on oh, 183, real? yeah. <laughs> Did I say 183, too? No, you said 184, and that's when I checked, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going to say, whoa, I thought I said 184. <laughs> You're going to have to change your one take for uh, I know, peyote man, song. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we're not raw, raw, raw. <laughs> We had to do one take, but it was the wrong Shafted. one. <laughs> it was wrong, wrong, wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 184, encouraging you to be brave, follow your passions, and stay true to yourself. Episode hey, Here we go. Hey. <laughs> Take two. Do over in the world. Hey, nay, no. Do over. Okay, one day. Hey, nay, no way. Hand games. Yeah, one day. Stick games. Hey, nay. Hey, yo. Stick games. <laughs> Hand games start tonight. Or yesterday, didn't they? Oh. oh. Man, we, dude, he dropped. He dropped. He dropped, ladies and gentlemen. But we are circling back around. That's annoying. There he is. There he oh. is. Are we back? We're yep. back. You're back. You guys are all frozen. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you turned into a little circle. Hey, in the house tonight, in the house tonight, sitting next to Randy, they're holding hands <laughs> from Papa Nine No, Nine No, Nine No. He's your ace, your hoe in one, your favorite Indian, JCB. They showed up. Shoda, always holding hands. Hey, and sitting next to me here in Colorado Springs underneath the firmament. Holding toes. One and only <laughs> Indio Reddit. <laughs> holding, toes. <laughs> holding toes with me. <laughs> our pinky toes are locked. <laughs> said that was going to be a secret. <laughs> okay, hey. Okay, hey. Uh, all right. Hey, you know me? 
You know me, Mo Hugs, not drugs, all the way from up the road in Arrow Creek. Uh, hey! Some Lulu's for you. Oh, this. Oh, I heard the horn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, son. All the way from Colorado, Indio. Red Elk. Uh, oh, take it away. Four push ups, brother. <laughs> All right, what's <bust> going on? <laughs> oh, froze him on that one. Yeah. <laughs> froze him and see. We gotta get him to sing. He won't sing. Put him uh, on the I spot. I don't want it to rain. <laughs> you don't want it to rain. He said every time he sings. Yeah, uh, he said every time he sings, it rains. Every yeah. time he sings, an auntie gets her wings. Hey, uh, every time he <laughs> every time he sings, a baby eagle loses its wings. <laughs> <laughs> a baby eagle loses its fuzz. <laughs> every time he sings, it rains, auntie. <laughs> Man. Big one. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, anyway, um, so yeah, I'm down here, Colorado Springs, uh, continuing my journey for to become a trainer with uh, the Wellbriety Training Institute, doing the Mending Broken Hearts. I had to co-facilitate. It's pretty cool. Uh, I was feeling kind of nervous because uh, I had to do majority of the second day but once it got going, man, I was like, shoot, man, this is what I'm here for, man. This is what I'm built for. Like, I do this. I do this, like, on the regular. Like, this is what my job is back home. I do presentations. So then once I got into that mind state, and I were like, you know, I was just like, all right, let's go, man. Let's do this. And it was cool, man. It was just like, we just started flowing. Uh, and the crowd, uh, people at the <clears throat> training, very receptive which I was thankful for. They weren't trying to be like, who's this big old bald, Mr. Clean looking native. A lot of people there. Um, yeah, there's about 20. I think they keep them small. Like the max is like 30. Okay. Oh, okay. Cause like, they don't want to, they, they figure like that's too much for like one trainer to do like beyond 30. Yeah. So I appreciate that. No, so it's like a classroom setting. Yeah, it's a train to trainer. Yeah. yeah, and there's like uh so there's people from Oregon, natives from out there, and then like non natives from like all over the rest of the country. Yeah. <clears throat> that was interesting. Very interesting. Um there's some Behavioral health counselors, native and non-native, from like the urban clinic in Denver. Yeah, they're talking about the scene. The scene up there, like, it's hardly any culture. They're talking about are like people like not really gathering and stuff. Yeah, I was like, dang, that's crazy. There's like no native center or anything. What they're saying, anyway. Didn't we run into one of the ladies down there in Phoenix? Ooh. Hey, you want me? You want me? You want me? 
And ladies uh, and gentlemen, our commercial break is over. We are back with Josiah <laughs> Hugs and Indio Red Elk, all the way from Colorado <laughs> Springs. Ahoo, ahoo. Nice transition. I don't know what's going on. I got full bars. I got full bars on the internet, full bars on the phone. This, you guys uh, better smudge JC's phone. Oh, oh. I already did. <laughs> <laughs> Budget again. <laughs> I wonder uh, if it, I wonder if it's ours though. No. I wonder if it's ours. I don't know. Could be. Could be our connection. I thought we had a oh, extender oh, in here, didn't we? I it's back in the hallway. Oh. Oh snap. Yeah, Where no, but you? tell it tell us a little bit more about you guys, like what you're doing out there. It dropped it again. Oh no. He's on. This is really weird. What do you want to know about? Just more about uh, the training that you're, you know, training the trainer. And uh, no, I think the question that I asked, though, was didn't we run into a counselor from the urban center in Phoenix when the one from Denver? I'm trying to remember. You might have talked to her. I probably, I probably don't, that doesn't ring a bell. Okay. But anyway, you got those, um, what is it, trivia? Yeah. All right, so I'm going to throw it over here to the pod, Daddy. Take it away. (laughs) (laughs) That little noise that it makes. Okay, yeah. Uh, What looks like a saxophone but sounds like a harmonica? Looks like a saxophone. Sounds like a harmonica. Uh, oboe. <laughs> An antique. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I did with the thing. Oh. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> the open-ended question. Yeah. So if you're listening to the trivia tonight, go. feel free to send us an email. With the answer, because <laughs> we don't know. Yeah, I don't know. This, I, I was looking at this, and I don't think we really have the. So it took me to another page. Sorry, guys. Hold on. Let me look for something else. All right, cool. Yeah, as we're waiting for that, yeah, this is Training Mending Broken Hearts. It's a grief and trauma uh, workshop. So these people that come in, to take this training, they're um, going to be equipped as facilitators when they go back to their communities and they're supposed to put this on in their programs and their communities. Um, <clears throat> but when they get here, like we put them through the curriculum, like they have to do the work in order to become a trainer so that they, you know, you can't give away what you don't have. It's like a well-briety principle. Yeah. And it's just like a Native American principle too, right? So... We put them through it. You know, they got to look at their own trauma and grief and they got to deal with it. And they go through this process of identifying all the trauma that they've been through, um, identifying incomplete relationships, writing a letter, reading that letter, doing some other presentations. And at the end, it's like we burn the letter um, to kind of close out that. (laughs) Um, But it's like three days from like 8 a.m. till 5 p.m. 
Oh, wow. And it's like, yeah, just that whole time, man, it's just like nonstop. Like programming and information, presentations and talking. So it's pretty intense. Yeah, no, that's crazy, man. That sounds like a really good training. <clears throat> All right, you guys ready? You guys want um, medium, easy, hard? <laughs> JC, it looks like he wants a hard one. <laughs> yeah. Easy but hard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, he then. the hard category. Here, we'll do, we'll do this one. The oldest love poem ever discovered is approximately how many years old? 3,000 years. Josiah? Yeah, 3,000. Three Gs. What about you, Indio? I'm going to go back more. I'm going to say like five. Ooh, man, you guys are guys are bouncing around it. 4,000. Yeah. So a clay tablet huh. discovered in Iraq is believed to have been recited by the bride of a Sumerian king approximately 4,000 years ago. It was found in Istanbul. Mm-hmm. Wow. Ahmed Ibn Falahan, Ibn Rashid. <laughs> <laughs> Don't act funny, dog. <laughs> That's the thirteenth warrior. Oh, one of my uh, one of my favorite artists is uh, Muslim, and he he talks like that. Hey, eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, what music? Thirteenth warrior, you gotta check it out. Oh yeah, you get. We mentioned that before, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. Thirteenth warrior. What music yeah. legend was sentenced to six years in prison in nineteen eighty eight? 88? Yeah. Music legend. Uh, R. Kelly. R. Kelly. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, uh, James Brown. Oh. Ding, 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 ding. Indio, would Leonard you like to guess? Here. <laughs> I'm going to say Jim, uh, Jim Morrison. Jim yeah, Morrison. no, it was uh, James Brown. James Thank Brown. You. Thank you. Oh, was it? Yeah, he was sentenced in 1988 uh, in May for a number of charges, most notable perhaps leading police on a car chase to two states. So <laughs> he only spent two years in prison for the charges. Hmm. Two states. Yeah, I didn't know he went to prison. Yeah. Crazy. Okay, uh, then. Here's an easy one. Malcolm Little was a civil rights activist better known by what name? Francis. Malcolm X. Yes, sir. That was too easy. Yes, sir. And then, here's another one, JC. (laughs) (laughs) In what year year was the International Day of Happiness officially established? 1969. 1983. You guys are in the wrong century. Oh, 20, 2024. Hmm. 1884. <laughs> is Indio going to guess? Uh, we'll say 2016. Oh, Indio's the closest. What is it? You guys give up? Uh, yeah. 2012. Yeah. 
2012, huh. under resolution 66 forward slash 281, the General Assembly of the United Nations officially proclaimed the 20th of March, the International Day of Happiness on the 12th of July, 2012. Oh, we missed it, and I didn't even get you a present. Yes, sir. <laughs> which, mm. which of these companies, or which company was the first to use Santa Claus in an advertisement? Cookie Cola. Yeah, you did this one, huh? No. No? That's what Indio said, too, Coca-Cola. Yeah, you guys are both right. I'm going to say Pepsi. Oh, I'm going to say spam. (laughs) Spam. All right, then. (laughs) What is the name of the device used to facilitate dream sharing in the movie Inception? Uh, I never did watch that movie. The Flux Capacitor. (laughs) (laughs) You guys don't know? This one, this no. one is very hard. It was called <laughs> <laughs> it was called passive, a portable automated sem, somnican intravenous device, is or a passive is used oh, to administer. That was my next guess. <laughs> supposed to say, "Oh, how come you guys didn't get this one? I got that one." <laughs> All righty then. Here, let's do one more. What magic school did Queenie Goldstein attend? Magic school? Mm-hmm. Queenie? Magic school? Yeah, I didn't even know they had magic school. This one is medium. <laughs> it's mid. <laughs> it's mid, eh? <laughs> mid, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know, man. I don't even know who that is. You don't even know? No. Yeah, and we are back from commercials. (laughs) Josiah Hugs and Indio Red Elk. Take it away. Oh, this one's for all the aunties. Hey, oh, 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 Did you guess? What magic school did Livermorny. Livermorny School of Witchcraft and Wizardry in Massachusetts. Damn, I thought, yeah, okay. Livermore. Yeah. Sounds like boring morning. Okay, let's end this one with the easy one. How many time zones does China have? Eight. Uh, seven. Hey, man, I saw that dude looking at his phone. I want God him. Hey, yo, what name? Yo, what name? I want that hook. Hey, yo, what name? Hey, yo, what name? One. Jake, put your away. You know. One. Really? Yeah, China only has one time zone. You guys didn't know that? <laughs> <laughs> That's what we need to do. <laughs> I know. Uh. Yeah. All righty. Thank you. That is Randy. That is trivia with Randy. 
AKA number 83. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Didn't know uh-huh. any of that. Number stuff. 83. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> All right. You guys ready for the main topic? Feeling warmed up? Indio, you ready? Oh, yeah. He's ready to go, raring to go. Okay. Say that thing. DJ. DJ, hit me with that. Ayo, let's get into our topic. Ayo, let's get into our topic. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah, I was waiting for a thumbs up. Uh All right, so we're in episode 184, uh, Unspoken Words, and sticking with our pattern, with our groove, the first episode of the month, we're going to do a Wobriety Step. Since it's May, we're going to do Step 5, and at this time, we're going to call on the Podgotti to read us Step 5. Oh, face to self, finding ourselves. <laughs> I was uh, reminding myself of uh, that sounded good. Remember on colors. Remember when he goes uh, when he starts rapping in that van on colors. You you guys watch that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, when he starts rapping, that's what I reminded myself of there. Anyway, but <clears throat> <laughs> today is step five integrity, and it reads: We admitted to the great spirit to ourselves and to another person, the things we thought were wrong about ourselves. Oh, mm. yeah, this is, um, I've done step four and five, uh, several times, um, for my treatment stays and all that kind of stuff. Uh, number five, I don't know. It wasn't like, I know some people like talk about step five and they like say it's difficult, you know, to like, talk about that kind of stuff or but like for me my experience um was very like i was an open book so when i sat down the first time i did it was with a pastor um the other time was a the second time was with a chaplain um but both times man i just went in there and i just started reading my my stuff like all the bad stuff that i did the terrible decisions i made um, and then, uh, like, well, as I remember, I remember as I was going through it, I started remembering other stuff that I forgot to write down. So then I started adding those things in and it was like over an hour long of me just kind of blah, just kind of spilling my guts. But like, for me, there's really no emotion to it. Cause I was like, at the time I was ready when I did those step fives, I was like ready for change. I was like sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I was just like ready to get all that out uh, because building up to step five, it was really a lot of like, um, this is what needs to happen in order for you to move forward. You got to really take this honest look and like look at all the bad shit you did, the dumb decisions you made and all the hurt that people inflicted on you as well. You got to look at all of that, like take an honest look at that. You have to do that in order to move forward. So I was just like a willing participant. Like I was like, let's do this then. 
And we got there, man. I was eager. Like, got in there, and I was like, let's go. And both times, like, the pastor and the chaplain, um, they were both like, hold up. Like, let's pray. <laughs> let's pray before we get into this. And I was just like, let's go, man. Um, <clears throat> I really like that because, like, integrity, um, that's still something that, you know, I'm constantly working on. Um, so even, like, I open the door to go in the store. I come out of the store and I open the door and like a receipt falls out and starts blowing. The wind blows it into the parking lot. Like I know, like it's not a big, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it's not a big deal if I just let that receipt go. But there's like that voice in my head that's like, you better go get that. You better go get that receipt or that whatever, that piece of trash that fell out. And I'm... <clears throat> Right about nine times out of ten, I'm like, all right, boom, and I go and I grab it. But there's always that one time I'm like, ah, oh, do I really need to go get it? And I kind of stand there at my car and contemplate it, watching that receipt blow down the parking lot. I'm like, that, but I eventually just like, oh, I'll go get it. And I walk all the way over there. Um, <clears throat> I don't run or anything because I'm afraid I'll fall down or something and people, somebody might catch it on. I might go viral. <laughs> so I never run after that receipt or that bag or whatever. Uh, but I know that's like, that's like some integrity right there to like, it's just like a small thing. But like for me, it means a lot. You know what I mean? Like, um, <clears throat> I know if I don't go get that receipt, what's that going to lead to? What like, I know I'll be thinking about it before I go to bed that night. Um, so it's just like just like the little things, you know. For me, I gotta simplify. I try to simplify things to where it's like just like little, like I gotta work on those little things. And so, anyway, that's that's my initial thoughts on step five. Um, I'll pass it over to you in the studio. Um, whoever wants to go next, and then we'll have Indio chime in after you two. That's your cue. That's on you. <laughs> uh, no, I, mean, I remember um, doing step five and kind of almost being, you know, hesitant about it. But like when you when you write, when I was writing it down, and I got like the same way Josiah did, I was writing all this stuff down. But then I, I did mine with, uh, I think he was some kind of some kind of clergy, I guess. Um, it was a uh, pastor or something like that but anyway like like josiah said man when i when i started reading off that stuff and then i remembered all this other stuff and at first i was kind of you know man i i I was uncomfortable with it but then as i as i I was i was going along man i started you know like like man things just started flowing right like i just started going and i just you could almost feel like this 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 pressure valve like and the more I kept talking and the more I was getting it out. And I think, you know, for me, the, the biggest thing was like, like this trust issue. Like, am I really telling this dude that I just met all this stuff? But, you know, the, he was really, um, I, I don't know. He was, the way he conducted himself during that time was that it was like, it made me feel more comfortable as time went on. And he didn't say, you know, obviously he didn't say anything, didn't judge he wasn't trying to say things back. He was just listening to me. And I remember just going through all that stuff and like, man, 
And again, too, like like Josiah said, just remembering things that you don't, you didn't, I wasn't thinking about when I was writing it down. And I think I spent like about an hour in there too. It, it was a while. And this was a few years back. So my memory is kind of hazy. I'm going to say I was in there for three hours. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> that's my story. But uh, anyway, yeah, just, you know, being able to release all of that stuff that you thought, I mean, that, that you're holding back. I mean, there's no... It's, it, you have to do that. You have to purge that system. You have to empty your cup so you can fill it again. You know what I mean? You have to make that cup empty so that when you're, as you're moving forward, then you can fill it up with the good stuff. And having such, you know, a low self-image and all that other good stuff that goes along with that, I, I, it, it was, it, it was important for me to get it out. Like, you know, um, how we're always saying, you know, once you speak it out into the air and you realize, you know, there you see it for what it is. And, and a lot of it, you know, might seem insignificant to other people. Like, you know, if I said, oh, well, I did this, you know, I stole the candy bar. And you're like, well, yeah, that's not right, but it's not that bad. But, you know, like, like we hold those things into our, uh, on ourselves with such, um, you know, judgment. Like, we have that self-judgment. And so, like, you have to get rid of all of that stuff because it's... What they told me early on was like it was like a cancer, right? You have to get rid of all of it. If you even leave just a little bit, then it will grow back. And then you start picking up all that other stuff again. And so, you know, you don't want to be carrying that around. You don't want to be dragging that around because, you know, I mean, we... We struggle as it is, like I, uh, I, like I do. Uh, even now, today, you know, I have my moments where, like, uh, overthinking and get anxious and and all that that stuff that we you know we talked about just just recently. Um. So to have like that old old stuff, like when you're still using and, and, and drinking and carrying on and, you know, still hurting the people that you love and stuff like that to have that there. It's just, um, it, for me, it just adds to that, that <clears throat> those negative feelings that I have about myself and being able to release all that. And I think, you know, like, um, Josiah mentioned earlier, like you can write these things down and then burn them. Mm-hmm. Like there's something significant in that. Right, like that's a, it's a, it's a real, it's a really good. Um, I don't know what the word for it would be, but it really helps you to like have that closure. Right, like okay, I therapeutic. Got, yeah, therapeutic, and it's like, man, I, I, I got this down. I told somebody else, and then now, I, now you got to let it go. And, like a release. Yeah, like a release, and and that's important for us because you know, like I said, you don't want to be dragging that around. Like it's just. It, there's no point in it, really. When at the end of the day, yeah, ditto. Well said. Well said. <laughs> no, but I I think you, <clears throat> there was a point that you made, and I was trying to comment on it. But I think I feel like step five is really to release that shame that we hold in, right? Because it almost feels like a prison. Mm-hmm. I know, like especially like in and addiction and, and, you know, um, 
for me, it was like, it was like a prison. You know, I didn't like what I was doing, but I still continued to do them. And it wasn't until like recently, like I really realized the strength in releasing those things. And I feel like even, you know, where I'm at in my recovery, like it still has to be a consistent basis because if I neglect to really be introspective in my life, then I tend to hang on to that old baggage, right? Like it's almost like forgiveness. Like when I think about like forgiveness, it, it like we forgive everybody else, but a lot of times like for myself, like it, it's hard to forgive myself for making those mistakes, yeah. for for making the wrong choices, for saying the wrong things, for doing the wrong things. And then I feel like, you know, before that was out in the open, it's kind of like what we talk about, like suicide, right? Like this is what I'm kind of equating it with is like suicide is shameful, right? Like that's what we've been taught. But it isn't until we put it on a table that, hey, this is something that people think about and you're not crazy. You know, it it almost like it's almost like unboxing like a present at Christmas, you know, um, because once we talk about these things and once we put them on the table and I know like for myself, like, bro, like I had to be honest, like, at first, and I'm reminded of like when I went to treatment, I'm reminded of that day, like when I drove away, I still, I still blamed my pastor for turning me into the marshals. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, I still blamed him. I'm like, man, I wouldn't be in this position if this guy didn't tell my PO and the marshals that I was out here doing drugs and running around, that I didn't go back to the program. You know, and and now when I look back, I'm like, man, that wasn't even his fault. He was keeping his integrity on his side. He was holding to truth. He was holding true to what he valued. And what he cherished. And at that time, like, I feel like when somebody held me accountable, I looked at it from a victim standpoint. But then I I say that because now trying to unpackage all that stuff, you know, it it, it is like it, it is liberating. There is freedom in it. It is a release, you know, because we're humans and we go through these ups and downs and, you know, we have bad days and we, 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 you know, nobody's perfect. Mm. But I feel like the, the biggest thing that I'm learning through this step is like to give myself grace too. You know, grace is like <clears throat> seeing me for who I really am. Seeing you for who you really are. Not the mistakes that we make, right, in these relationships. That's really what grace means to me. Like, you know, like, Say say somebody does something to offend me rather than hold them to that mistake. For me, what I need to do is give that person grace, but also give me grace because I'm able to see that person for who they really are. Mm. Whoever they are in that relationship, whoever I am, you know, because today I am a good person. I am a good dad. I may not handle every relationship correctly, but I try my best. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like that's, that, that's really like what I get from the step five is like being like honest with ourselves and, 
and admitting like, hey, man, I made some mistakes. <clears throat> and I feel like that's really like almost like it has to be consistently, you know, like holding ourselves accountable to the things that we value just as much as we hold others accountable. But that you're right, there is healing. Like right, right now, like what I'm seeking is healing, and it feels like the more that I try to heal, the more raw things get. You Word. know, like it, it's like unpackaging the stuff, and it, and it's not like a one-time thing. Like like I said, man, the thing with the pastor was over nine years ago, almost ten years ago, and I remember like just being so pissed off at him on a way down there, like a five, six hour drive. And I'm, you know, five, six hour drive away from Billings. And I'm like cursing this guy out in my mind, not realizing at the time that this was the best decision I've ever could have made with my life was to be honest about where I was at that point in time. Because if I continue to use in my addiction and my alcoholism, I wouldn't be here today. You know, but because of that decision over nine years ago, I'm able to sit here. And even though I don't consider myself perfect, other people do. Hey, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, you know, like, <laughs> but like, you know, like even even though like, you know, we make mistakes, man, we're human. It's still I have to be accountable and search for the freedom within this step. You know, because there is, and it's usually through those hard things, and it's like, yeah, like, that's, I guess, like, if we're being honest, that's one of my struggles. I know. <laughs> I know, you really struggle real bad with that. <laughs> yeah, no. I guess it's on me now, huh? Yes, sir. So, yeah, um, I don't know. See, I personally struggled with step four and step five just because I've never done anything wrong. So <laughs> <laughs> You're the one. But no, uh, yeah, step, step four I struggled with mostly just because I didn't want to re rehash everything I've done. Yeah. And then to tell somebody else, I was like, well, you're crazy. They don't need to know that. But yeah, it's just kind of like, I mean, you guys have all kind of covered everything I was going to say. Just like, yeah, that relief you get from telling someone and just kind of getting it off your chest. Like, I was all scared, and then, yeah, I started talking, and uh, yeah, it was the same thing. Like, just an, like an hour of me just, like, with word vomit, just, here's my whole life. And then my, uh, my sponsor at the time, Brian P., uh, shout out to him. He was an amazing sponsor. Still is, still alive, that sounded bad. But uh, he was not only an addict, he was a Marine. And so he's done some crazy things. And so, yeah, I was all scared to bring, like, say anything, and then I finally just let it go. And then he just. Oh. Ooh. <clears throat> we are on a fifth, okay, ten, well, five second commercial break. Go ahead, take it away, Indio. Oh, did we log here? Yeah. Um, yeah, I was just talking about my sponsor and stuff and how he had just pretty much laughed at me 
and told me all the things that he had done in his addiction as a Marine and stuff. And it was just, I was like, Oh, so I've got some catching up to do basically. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just, it's real. It's enlightening actually. It's, it really helped me a lot getting that out. Yeah. I don't know. So you guys all kind of covered everything I was going to say. So I don't really have a whole lot. I don't want to beat a dead horse. Beat the dead horse. Beat the dead horse. Beat it. <laughs> Just beat it. Just beat it. Beat it. <laughs> beat it. I'm scared to hear that. <laughs> you know, no, so, um, <clears throat> I was just going to say. Yeah, go ahead. Like, um, the, I think an important lesson that I learned while I was doing this is that fact that it's not the end of the world, too. Yeah, right. It feels like it when you're going through it, huh? Yeah, it does. But then, you know, afterwards you feel like, oh, man, I made it through that. Yeah, no, like I'm reminded, like, bro, like I remember like first doing this in Rocky Mountain Treatment Center. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, in that little, that main room where you go and do all your counseling and stuff. Yeah. Raw. 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 Yeah, so, um. I've been, you know, I've sponsored guys, and so I've taken them through the steps, and on having to sit there with, like, an individual, that's a whole different thing, too. So, like, I was kind of nervous, like, just to kind of, like, oh, shoot, what are they going to tell me? Um, What am I going to hear today? Um, And then, like, because then, you know, there's all that. <clears throat> like kind of like what Randy was saying with his pastor turning him in. Um, I gonna, what's the protocol? So I had to look all that stuff out, mandatory reporting and all that kind of stuff. Um, and, but due to like, uh, confidentiality and stuff. I mean, that was like, that part kind of made me anxious about listening to people telling their fifth step. Um, <clears throat> so, but same thing. Once we got going and they started telling me, um, reading off their fourth step and they got done, I could see the nervousness. I could see the shame, the guilt. Uh, but at the end of it, I was like, it's not so bad. You know, I mean, what I seen was like strength. What I seen was like some resiliency. What I seen was like dedication. Feeling dedicated, yeah, just being dedicated to like their recovery, them wanting to be better, them wanting to move forward, and like remembering when I was doing that step, it just took me back to that. And like, how we have to, like, you know, they really did take an honest look at themselves and they were spilling their guts. And I was just like filled with like pride, like pride, proud of them you know, proud of these individuals, these men willing to go through this step. It just made my heart sore like a hawk. <laughs> and then he gets cut <laughs> off. No, this is a commercial break. Oh. Yeah. Go what, ahead. Was the, what was the last thing that came through? Hawk. Hawk. Oh, Hawk. Yeah, that's right. I stopped too. <laughs> really? But, um, 
Yeah, that's what I noticed. You guys are frozen, but yeah, um, yeah. Being on the other side, you know, I was just like grateful. You know, I was thankful for this individual sharing their stuff, and you know, really taking that honest look. And like what Randy was saying too, like that got to be continuous with it. And I could see like what you, what JC and India were talking about, that relief from them. Yeah. Um, I was grateful that, you know, I was, I was able to go into it without any judgment. Cause I know I've done some crazy stuff and it was like a real kind of like a bonding moment between myself and the sponsee, you know, so it's like, and it was a hug. Uh, and the romance was even strengthened even more. Oh, Let's see that that's, that was that's part of the thing too. Is like we always think we're the worst ones in the room. Yeah, we all you know because like you know you're always Randy's always talking about you know giving grace to others but not to ourselves, and I can totally relate to that. And that's why I was mentioning you know like something that I. I might have done like, oh, I used, I, I stole uh, my mom's change off her dresser, off her dresser drawer, and then like, like that, you know, I still have reoccurring dreams about that. Like in my dream, I'm I'm trying to take her, take her change. change, yeah, and I, man, like, and and that sounds like a, I mean, it is like, it, uh, it is kind of, it's a shitty thing to do, but it's. In the grander scheme of things, it's it's not that big of a deal, right? Yeah. But at you know, holding that against myself and just elevating it to this, oh man, what a pos I am. Yeah. You know, but to give yourself that grace and oh man, and just to you know release that valve. It is almost like a releasing of the valve, like you know how. When you loosen, like a gas tank, right? Remember, like when you're ready to put gas in and say it's on empty and you freaking, like all that pressure that builds up and then you turn it and then it's like, yeah, you know, like, yeah, it is. Yeah, because when we don't, when we don't take those things, like when we carry that baggage around and we don't take a look, we wonder why we're still using. And I feel like. Because I don't want to say of our inability, but because our refusal, our refusal to take a honest look at the things that we've gone through, I feel like that's really what keeps a lot of our people in extended grief. Well, you you mean not processing that? Yeah, like not process, like not allowing ourselves to process things that happened, uh, things that we've done, not. You know, not taking it out of the package and, and looking because it's like that keeps us in that, you know, almost like that yeah. cycle of like using and that cycle of whatever the case may be. But yeah, but again, for like for me, it all it keeps going back to that idea of you like your your yourself, right? Like, yeah. man, that's the I'm the worst one in the room, and nobody's gonna understand, and I I, I can't. You know, so you, so you hold, you kind of internalize it all the time. Yeah. Like I can't, there's nobody I can talk to. There's nobody I can, you know, that's going to help me or understand. And so like that feeling too of like, I'm the only one. Yeah. Oh, and then, you know, also feeling like, well, if I do get this out into the open, then that's it. That's the end. That's the end of the world for me. Yeah. 
right? Like, because people will judge me. People are going to say things about me. You know, people are going to know that I stole money from my, my parents. Yeah. Things like that. And, you yeah. know, and, and there's that fear of judgment, too. Mm-hmm. And so, to like, that part of it, you know, after you after you go through all that and you let it all go, that realization that, man... I'm, I'm, I am not those things. I am not those mistakes. Yeah. Right. Like I, I'm, I'm a good person. I just made mistakes. And then like you, and I keep going back to what you were saying earlier about like, you know, I want to see you for the, the true you, yeah, the real you, but can we do that for ourselves? Can I see the true me? Yeah. Can I see the real me and not those mistakes? Yeah. Because I think that for me is what sure. what what kept me in my addiction was was that guilt and shame, but that that uh, inability to allow myself to let it go, right? Yeah. Like I didn't want to, like I wanted to hold on to that, and I think you know, hey man, maybe there was a part of me that wanted to hold on to that because then that's what fueled my addiction, and I wanted that addiction too. Yep. Yes, sir. Yeah, definitely. I think that's it. And like, I remember um, one of the biggest, one of the big, huge, I guess the huge benefit of uh, doing the fifth step was knowing that the people in the rooms were doing the same thing and knowing that they're still, they're on the same journey. And I felt more welcome in the rooms. Like I felt like I belonged. Remember that feeling of like, after doing the fifth step, uh, admitting the things that I was that are wrong with me to someone else, to creator, to myself, and knowing that others in the rooms are doing the same thing, I just felt more welcomed. Like I that like these are my people, you know what I mean? Um, and that kind of that plays into like when I say I'm doing this for my people, I want to help my people. I just talk about natives. I'm talking about like anybody that's struggling with addictions. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there's something to be said about, you know, going through that gauntlet with somebody else, Yeah, you know, together. And, <clears throat> and I know that we, we, we do these, this fifth step by, uh, with just one other person, but kind of going back to what Josiah said, like, I know that Randy did that before. And I know Josiah did that before. I know Indio did that before. So that means, you know, we have that, kind of connection like man we're all in this together yeah no that makes yeah that that is and thank you to all of our listeners who are are so patiently putting up with (laughs) technical difficulties that 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 sounded oh man that one is uh well they really went out this time yeah but yeah you know like 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 i was saying you know there's it's just like that common bond that that you can share with um other no right because i mean i think you guys make a good point because when we're on that healing journey like when we are taking these steps especially like step five and admitting like coming to terms with the wrongs that we've done right like whether they be minute or whether they were big wrongs like it's safe to say like the reason why we need that connection in that community is the I mean, oftentimes, like, our friends and our family members that aren't addicts and alcoholics aren't on that same journey that we're on. We do need that connection. Mm -hmm. We do need to be around other 
people that are going through the same things that we're doing. And I know, like you were saying, like it's one-on-one, but in the grand scheme of things, when we're going through this, we still have family to go home to. We still have friends, like, you know what I mean? Like, that aren't on that same path. And I feel like that's, like, we need to, like, for us, we need to go on that. Otherwise, yeah. So, and it's kind of like, um, like, I guess going on a on a road trip, right? You yeah. and I go out, drive to Bozeman to go on a road trip, and we can come back and tell people, you know, what it was like and stuff. But only you and me together went. No, went. Yeah, we know what that we know what that that trip was like. Yeah. So, what's going on here? I think. That one ended, or maybe he's going to recall in. But, yeah, I think it is important, man, to recognize, man, like, to... I feel like, man, the more we go, we the more we dive into these, the more... Like, it really, at the end of the day, it's like being introspective. Finding out, like, why we're doing what we're doing, and, and yeah, just things like that. But that's kind of where, where I'm at. So, I don't know if these guys are going to call back or what's the deal here. But they definitely, <laughs> look, you can even, can't even barely see us. Oh, yeah. Yuck. All I can see is your head. <laughs> okay, yeah, he just told us to wrap it up. Okay, well, I guess that's what we're doing. We'll wrap it up, man, so... You got any closing thoughts? Not necessarily. I think it's just like being, taking honest looks at ourselves. And the more that I'm in this, like realizing the part that we play in every relationship that we're in, especially like when it comes to step five, you know, uh, being able to admit our faults, uh, confiding in another person, finding somebody that we can trust. Um, You know, maybe somebody that's on that same journey, because a lot of times when we do, like we have to realize, especially as addicts and alcoholics, like, hey, we're the only, like, we're not the only ones that are going through it. We got to find our community to be with while we're going through it. Because a lot of times our friends and our family members aren't on that same journey. Mm-hmm. They remember us for who we were or what we're doing or even other people. Like it don't even have to be friends and family members. It, it, they remember who you were 10 years ago, right? Rather than who you're becoming. That's why it's important that we do the work, that we do the digging that we do face these fears, that we do face our prison, because ultimately when we face what we've been doing, it leads to our release from that internal prison. Oh. Yeah. Nice. And I I just got to say, too, that going back on what I said is that it's really important that we do this because you want to get rid of all that bullshit, but at the same time, to know and understand that it's not going to be the end of the world. And you, you know, and I, for one, have to listen to myself when I say this is that, you know, to give yourself grace, yep. to give yourself that grace. And it's not the end of the world. You're not the only one, you know, you're not the only one that, that made mistakes. Yeah. And, and, um, it's, it's, it's important to find other people that are walking this red road 
and then that that way you'll you'll know that okay a that I'm not I'm not alone b I'm not the worst person in the world and c yes there is a solution to everything that yeah that that that's eating at you and so I like I really uh, the thing that's coming to mind is what uh, Josiah says is like what Reverend Mulberry said to him I've never met him but um, he said it enough that I feel like you know I can take that advice as my own is speak well of yourself. Yeah. You know? And, and how I'm saying be kind to yourself yeah. because I have to remind myself of that. Yeah. And that's where, like, you know, like, because I got to do that, too. Because I need you to be nice to Randy. That's my homie right there. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, but that that's kind of what's been happening is, like, looking in the mirror and being like, you know what, man? You do. You are good. Mm-hmm. You know, because, yeah, we're the worst when it comes to ourselves. And it, And it's a tough sell at first. Yeah. It is. It really is. Because, hey, I mean, why would I want to say anything uh, good about myself when I'm fresh off of this yeah, stealing money from my parents kind of thing? You know what I mean? And I yep. know hey, that's the example that I'm going to use. But, yeah, so I think we're good on that one, huh? Yeah, no, man. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Indio, for joining us. Yes. Uh, Mo Hugs Not Drugs wants us to tell you that he loves you guys and he misses y'all dearly. And hopefully we will have him back in the studio next week. If we got anybody uh, out there that's um, into technical stuff, we might want to fix the internet. So yeah, reach out. Smooth sailing. But hey, again, thank you for um, hanging in there with us. You know, it that's what makes this show this show. Everything is raw. Everything is real. Everything is unedited. And so we do what we got to do to get through. Yep. Hey, that rhymes. I like that. We appreciate you. We appreciate you. All of those are unspoken listeners all over a very spherical earth in the middle of the universe. <laughs> we don't live on a pizza. <laughs> uh, yeah, we appreciate you. We love you. If you can, please like, subscribe, share, follow us on Podbean. I know a lot of you guys listen on different platforms, but if you can follow us on Podbean, P-O-D-B-E-A-N, Podbean. That would really, really, really help us out. But with that, we shall close. We appreciate you. Keep spreading the unspoken words, gospel, Billy Graham style. Uh Uh-huh. Hey! And, of course, be kind to yourselves. Deuces. Peace. Did I say it right?